Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Give me the hot sauce. Oh yeah, it is time for episode 23 of Give Me the Hot Sauce, starring the one and only Stacy King. We've got some guests in the uh, Nautilus studio today. They are Stacy's dogs. Kobe yeah. Kai and Brixton are here, so if you hear yes. any heavy breathing, it's not Timmy Whispers, it's probably the dogs. <laughs> it's not my cardboard cutout. <laughs> yes, we got two superstars in the building. Dogs are well taken care of. They got their individual bone to chew on, and uh, yes. they're ready to go. Think yes. they can make it through the whole show, Stace? Uh, I just, I hope so. I just hope they don't do those little doggy meat farts. If, they can, <laughs> if we can go a whole show without that, that's, that's, that would be awesome. And for those of you watching on YouTube, we've got some brand new lighting. I want to thank our guy Jesse Levy for coming in. Did a nice job. We almost look lifelike now. You know, we, got, we finally got it figured out. Timmy Whispers doesn't look like a cardboard cutout anymore. Oh, what? <laughs> still look like Larry the Lobster. <laughs> He's still red what'd you, or pink. What'd you, what'd you call him? Oh. Jim, not Jimmy Stewart. What'd you call him earlier? Oh, uh, yeah, it was Jimmy Stewart, the racer. There he is. He has the racer shirt on. His little McLaren little Remote. One. Look at it. That's Can we... Jackie Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jackie Stewart. Not Jimmy Stewart. Jackie Stewart. But he looks like Jimmy Stewart, too. Hey, young Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. It's singer. A, yeah. yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, right? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, it's a wonderful life. No, there was another one. He was, there was another one he played. No, that was, um, God. Well, we'll give you some time to think about it while oh, we, 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 we set up the show. <laughs> I want to thank our great right. Cal's attitude, first of all, okay? Because right, I'm having an old man moment right now where I just lost my train of thought. Well, that's why we just want to keep moving forward. That was the name well, of the See the how film. you treat older people? Yeah. That was the name of the last film, people? Boy, you're a bad man. Hey, we want to thank our great sponsors at Bubble Up. It's the Bubble Cloud up. Reimagined, the new way to visually organize any kind of content all in one place. And our guy Stacy's always in search for the next sponsor here for Give Me the Hot Sauce. He went out to his- Code Blue, Code Blue, camera down. We got camera, camera down. down. Oh, nice. Still on a time card. Jesse's just, just got the lighting right, but oh, we can't man. fix everything. Was oh, that man. from the uh, barbecue? No, no. That's, that's it, what I was trying to set up. Stacy treated the whole crew to wings. Tell us about yes, that place you yes. visited. You said oh, it's the best place goodness. in Chicagoland, oh, right? Oh, I'm telling you. Listen, unless uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop wants to sponsor us. <laughs> then they're the best uh, place. They would be the best place. But until we get a sponsorship by those guys, I'm going to BBQ over in Vernon Hills. It's a, it's a Korean uh, wings place. It's awesome. They have the best. Like the wings we're trying today were uh, honey, uh, garlic, 
and soy sauce wings. Oh, they're juicy. Oh, juicy. <laughs> Just oh. uh, the best wings I've ever had. I'm not. I mean, unless we get those guys to sponsor us, uh, <laughs> uh, BBQ is the best wings I've had. Yeah, we're good. Well, this is episode 23 of Give Me the Hot Sauce, and of course, it's dedicated to the goat, Michael Jordan. I know that Mike probably listens every week. Don't you say? <laughs> he's got nothing you know, else to he's do. He's got nothing else to do. You know, he's still he's looking for Lamelo Ball right now. Uh, team, he's seeing superstars hurt. Yeah, and Gordon Hayward's got a foot injury. He's out four weeks, so Charlotte might be sliding in the East. Think about some other great 23s. Of course, LeBron James started wearing that number in high school, probably wore it in grade school, too, in tribute to his legend, uh, Michael Jordan. Look at Draymond Green, Lou Williams, Anthony Davis, and, and the great David Beckham for the World yeah, Soccer War 23 for yeah, us. So yeah. that is number 23, a milestone for us. And I guess, Stinger, you're going to tell us a little bit about the uh, the Sandberg game. Later. Ryan Sandberg was a great 23. Later, right. Yeah. We just want to tease it. On June 23rd. Because that way people will stay through the entire show because they'll want to hear your story. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, and it's nothing to do with Rajon Rondo. <laughs> yeah, well, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rajon, Rajon Rondo, the, he, the, he was the catalyst of that team. Yep. The, the analytics show that they, episodes they are straight. sticking around. To, to listen to the end of the show. What do you think of Rondo's debut with the Clippers? You get catch any I, of that? I didn't catch Sunday? it, but uh, I already like he's already kind of come out and made some statements about what they need to do as a team. And yeah, uh, Paul George know. said that you know he would listen to something a two-time champion would say, but when push comes to shove, Stacy, I don't think Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are going to worry too much about Rajon Rondo. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, Rajon's going to be a, a good coach. He's right. got a great mind, high basketball IQ, um, but at the same time, you know, those guys are you know, superstars of the game. And, you know, they're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. It's those younger players right. that, you know, Rondo is going to make a huge impact on in the locker room with those younger players, teaching them how to prepare, teaching them how to read their their opponent, study the people they're playing to become better players. You give the Clippers a puncher's chance in the West, or are they down a few notches from where the Lakers and Utah are? Yeah, I, I give them a legit chance. I mean, I, I don't think they're better than Utah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they're better than Denver. You know, I think they're a top four team. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they're all going to play each other in some form or fashion. It's going to be, you know, the Lakers. The Lakers could possibly slip as long as LeBron James is out and Anthony Davis is out. They are struggling big time. They are, they are falling like a rock in the, uh, in the ocean. Yeah, and they've they've dropped quite a bit since those two guys have been out. But when you look at that lineup without them, they don't really have a go-to guy in that roster. You know, you've got Kuzma, you got uh, Caldwell Pope. There's not a lot of scoring Schroeder, in that lineup yeah. right now. So they've been struggling to score, and they're dropping. They're only at, what a half game ahead of Portland for the for the home court advantage in the first round. A lot could change between now and mid-May when we start the playoffs. But let's get back locally to the Bulls who were able to snap that six-game losing streak by beating the Brooklyn Nets on Easter Sunday afternoon. Nets didn't have James Harden or Kevin Durant, but still they'd come and they were playing good basketball without KD. And I thought the Bulls played a good all-around game. And they've changed their style a little bit, Stace. They're playing a little bit slower, and they've cut their turnovers down. Well, when you, when you get a big center like Nikola Vucevic who can demand the ball in the paint, double teams he can he's a willing passer reads defenses um you know they're you know before he came they were in the bottom half of post-ups a game you know they were like in the 24th or 25th yeah. in the league as far as post-ups now they're number one team in the league as post-ups so that's a pretty um serious stat when you think about it now they've changed their game completely they're not you know they still take a lot of threes but they really, the emphasis is get the ball inside to the big guy and let him, you know, create or create for someone else. 
If you're a little creaky in the background, yeah, that's yeah, not the table. That's Brixton working on the bone. Yeah, so he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready yeah. to roll. It's, 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 it's puppy play day up here. Yeah, they Bring came, your dog to work day. They came straight from school. From- yeah, yeah. They're they're currently in puppy school right now. I don't know if it's really working, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's not cheap. But, uh, you know, I got this little thing. I don't know where I did you it. You got the clicker, it's yeah. The clicker, they, it's somewhere around on my table somewhere. No, they seem to respond pretty well because yeah. they know what comes at the end of it. Yeah, it's a, you always, you know, you click it, you always got to give them a treat. Yeah. So when they hear click, they automatically are looking for the treat. That's why I'm not trying to click it right now because they really don't need a treat. They need to just chew their bones right now and relax. And they didn't go after the wings or the apple pies. That's pretty good. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> they, they normally will try to ask for you know, some <laughs> table scraps. I don't, getting, I don't feed them table scraps, though. They're getting awfully close to the power cord. We go down, baby, we go down. You know what happened. Okay? <laughs> so, you, know, you were talking with Stacey about the post-ups with Vucevic. I think if, if the Bulls had one more shooter, that would really space the floor a lot better. Because we've seen him throw that opposite pass you know all the way to the other side of the court and if you've got a knockdown three-point shooter there they're going to feast with those open looks that's the one thing that we talk about every night with this team is that <clears throat> they have so many wide open jump shots now mm-hmm. with him as the post player um they have to step up and make shots guys at lowry's wide open i mean because he he demands a double team and, and the focus of the team defense is to stop him and zach so other guys are going to have wide open shots and they have to step up and make them because if you're not making them then the other team doesn't have to make adjustments. They don't have to rotate out to guys they know are not going to make the shot or don't have confidence in making the shot. So you got to start making these shots and, and really punishing teams for doubling, you know, Zach or Vooch. You can see that Billy Donovan is really experimenting with his rotation. One day, Denzel Valentine will get major minutes. And then in the Brooklyn game, he decided to play Troy Brown more because he wanted him to defend Kyrie Irving, who was, who was having a pretty good game offensively. You think that's what we're going to see for the rest of the regular season where he's kind of going to mix and match to max, maximize the matchups they have? Well, I, I think Billy is trying to, to, to see what he has in these other guys. Right. You know, because you look at Troy Brown, you know, since he's been here, since the little opportunity that he's played, the one thing he shows you is he shows you the willingness to play defense. And he's about six foot seven. He can play anybody, guard anybody. He did a great job, I thought, on Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. last night. Really frustrated him into almost 30 shots. You know, did really well, stayed in front of him, used his length. Um, and he's athletic. He can handle the ball, push it in transition. He can finish at the rim. He, he's pretty much the guy that they thought Chandler, you know, Chandler Hutchinson, Hutchinson was yeah. going to be. You know, it's very, you know, same build, same size. And that's how I think everybody envisioned Chandler Hutchinson being is that Troy Brown mode. The guy was kind of lost some minutes recently, and he's missed some games because of injury. First time in his NBA career is Kobe White. It seems like Billy's gone to different options, uh, letting Denzel handle the ball at times. Sometimes Zach's going to have the ball in his hands. And, and Kobe's role is kind of like evolved into he's going to be an off-the-ball shooter, and he's going to either have to make the most of that or he may be find himself on another team down the road. Well, it's, it's very frustrating. I think he's going through a frustration period right now because you go from starting, you go from being the, the point guard of the future, and they give you the keys to the car, right? and it didn't work out. You know, for whatever reason, it's not working. Um, the Bulls didn't, you know, they didn't give up on him. They continued to play him in that role. You know, it's up to Kobe to evolve as a player. You know, you're getting the same thing with, you know, Wendell Carter, who's playing well in Orlando right now. Yeah, he's playing really okay? well. Okay, you know, Gafford, all these guys, they were all given chances to show what they could do. You know, they were all given chances, minutes, start. I mean, Wendell started almost every game of his career. So, you know, when you're on the bench and you're a player on the bench and you're only playing 15 minutes a game, you know, then you get traded and say, I never got a chance. They never gave me an opportunity. Now I'm getting this opportunity somewhere else and I'm going to make the most of it. 
these guys could never say that. You know, they played starters minutes. They played 34, 40 minutes. And they had opportunity after opportunity to show what they can do. And, you know, there's so many guys in this league, Mark. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's so many guys in this league that would love to have that opportunity to play 35 minutes a game. Yeah. And, you know, later on you see them. You know, you see a guy like Nawaba who had to, you know, pay to come into, you know, a free agent camp at the G League level, pay his own money, and then he makes the team. Then he ends up, you know, scrapping and making the Lakers team and getting a contract, you know. There's a bunch of those stories. There's a bunch of these guys on the bench in the NBA that are sitting there licking their chops for opportunity. So when you have the opportunity, you got to make the most of it. We mentioned that Brooklyn didn't have Harden and Durant. Uh, we're taping the show on Monday night, and they're going to play the Knicks in a crosstown battle of New York. But I got a Durant, score update for you: thirty-four, thirty-one, end of the first quarter. That score's not going to mean much for all the people listening later. In the yeah, week. Oh, I know, but oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that interruption. And when you, when next time when you interrupt us, you got to hit us with the you know NBC. Dun, 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 dun. You just can't jump in and well, just talk. Yeah. I, I guess I bring it up because it's the battle of the boroughs. If uh-huh. you're from New York and one of the guys that we're going to have on later is from one of the boroughs at Staten Island, and he'll give us a full rundown of that well, show. Well, why don't you finish that to you since you started it? Who's, who's going to join the show? His name is Mark Zaguro. Uh-huh. We go by Z, and uh, he's a big fan of the show. He teaches in Bedford Stye, which you know the song Billy Joe. Right. Yeah. Joe, you don't, you don't Biggie stop. Biggie Smalls. You know, you don't stop yeah. in Bedford Stye. There's no stop. <laughs> no, there is no stopping. Right. There. But he's worked there for, th- I think, 30-something years. And he says at double nickels, he gets to retire. So he's going to be a treat, and I know that he's fired up for his uh, his Knicks. Yeah. So but before anyways. I was rudely interrupted, the point I was trying to get, <laughs> yes. I thought that was good info. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Was the Brooklyn Nets? You saw them up close yeah. and personal. Granted, without Durant Harden, but defense is still an issue with this team. You know what? You know, just seeing them from afar, you know, watching them on TV, you go, "Wow, I don't see anybody beating this team." You know. But then when you you see them up close, you see some holes in the game. You know, you see some holes in the team. Um, they're loaded. I mean, they've they've got a lot of good players. You got a lot of players that are past their prime. Um, you know, you got guys like you know Lamarcus Aldridge, who I think you know can give you something, but in limited minutes now. You know, same thing with Blake Griffin. I think, you know, Blake still is valuable and he can do some things, but in limited minutes. You, yeah. you know, you you know, you starting him and playing 36, you know, 40 minutes, you know, he'll be dead by the second game in the in the playoffs. You yeah, know? he's so, sitting out tonight because he yeah, didn't play yeah, back to back. Exactly. They're not playing back to back. So um what I saw, you know, against the Bulls is the Bulls pretty much could do whatever they wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the Bulls are not an elite team. So you can only imagine what a Milwaukee Bucks team will do or a Miami Heat team that no one's even talking about. You know, they pick up Victor Oladipo, and that was a smooth move by, you know, Pat Riley. Pat Riley continues to show you, even at, you know, how old he is, I think he's in his 70s, in his 70s. Late 70s, Late yeah. 70s, he still has it. I mean, he's, you know, he learned from Jerry West, you know, and he was able to uh, basically uh, <laughs> go to Toronto and say, we want Kyle Lowry. And you know, then the then the uh, Toronto priced him out too high, and then all of a sudden, you know, they swoop in and grab Oladipo, which is a great pickup because he's that he's a Miami type of player as far as hard nosed defense, tough guy. He's got to stay healthy. But from what I've seen so far, it was a great pickup for Miami. 
course, Stinger directs games for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they signed Drew Holiday to a big, wow, big extension. Money. Four years. It's, it's like $135 wow. million, but he's got well, incentives that could take it up to $160 million. Well, I was, we were talking, and you know, I know he's, he's not the, you know, the second you know, the Batman Robin. I guess he is. He's Alfred. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. You you guard. You try to guard. You know, he he's. I tell you, he's played at a high high level this last seven to ten games. He's. I like him. I I I think he is. But the funny thing about Milwaukee is you you're willing to pay a guy 160 million dollars possibly. Okay, you had Brogdon at 85 million. Yeah, right. And Brogdon is that kind of player. He's basically. Drew Holiday, he's he can score. He's a great on-ball defender. He can rebound from the guard position. Um, you had that guy like you know eighty-five million, and you let him go. You know, I think they're worried about his back. He's had missed a lot of games. It's it's a chronic thing. It always you know what, and, and those are the same people who weren't about you know uh, the kid in Denver. You know, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Everybody's worried about his back. Look at him now. He yeah. looks like a freaking all-star. He's been and great. He's been playing great this year. And then you pair him along with Aaron Gordon, and they got they got an athletic, you know, three, four combination. I think that combination is better than what they had with Jeremy Grant last year. And Jeremy Grant did a great job last year in Denver um with the way he played. But now you got a guy like Aaron Gordon who is a is a handful athletic, can cut, and when you got a big man that can pass like Jokic. It just makes those guys' jobs so much easier. So there's about 25 games left in the regular season. Who do you like in the East? Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, somebody else? Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. After what I saw Brooklyn, you know, having a hard time with Vooch in the post, if Embiid is anywhere near healthy or Simmons and and they can get the ball inside, I mean, Vooch kills him. Vooch is having like 28 points a game against him, okay? And, and he's a very good post-up guy. He can score, in a, but he's not Embiid. Mm. Embiid's a different animal. <laughs> and when he gets the ball inside, you know, not only can he, you know, score with his back to the basket, but he can hand the ball and take it off the dribble as a seven-footer. And that presents so many different problems. And I don't think Brooklyn has really enough to go against him. You know, you can throw Aldridge out there. You can throw, you know, uh, DeAndre Jordan out there. But after that, you know, I mean, who who who's going to stop that dude? You yeah. know, so they, to me, I think that they're the favorite. And then you don't know what Kevin Durant's situation is going to be. Is he going to be healthy? You know, you got to be very careful when you're you're dealing with these injuries that he's dealing with. Coming, he's had some severe injuries. You know, that Achilles tear is no joke. You know, so you got to be very careful. That's why they are, you know, being very cautious with him now. Speaking of being very careful, I almost stepped on Kobe's back leg. That I mean, could have been bad you. for me. He would have bit you. He would have bit you just like the dude. That's like the dog in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He bit you right between your legs. You trained him well, right? That's right. That's right. Anybody named John and Mark. John and Mark. That's the code word. <laughs> yeah, I got him on the palm of my hand right now. Kobe. Oh, he's just loving on me. Oh. So, yeah, he's. He, he likes Susan. He likes Southside Susan. They 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 love Susan. You know Susan. Susan's. Really they are nice. mascots. Yeah, yeah. we got to get them on the banner. Listen, yeah. man. Listen, no, man. No. They're, they're, they they said if they're not getting paid, don't put their face up there. <laughs> okay, that's what they, they told me. They want to protect their yeah, likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they told me. They <laughs> the said, we, they no. said look, Dad, we love you. We love you. We'll do anything for you. Yeah. But if you ain't paying me, don't put my face up there. <laughs> Just feed us raw meat. Okay. Just feed us raw. The raw diet, baby. Yeah. Raw diet, baby. Hey, speaking of the NCAA, big news in the college basketball. Well, actually, a lot of big news. Roy Williams retires at North Carolina, replaced oh, by Hubert Davis. Davis that yeah. news That's a good hire. Former player. 
Hubert Davis, of course, very familiar to Bulls fans from the infamous game at the oh, Garden, man. where the phantom foul was called against yes, Scottie Pippen. Otherwise, yes. it could have been another trip oh, to the finals. Hugh Hollins. Yeah. But uh, the big news that Stacy's most concerned about is uh, Oklahoma has a new head wow. basketball coach, yes. Porter Moser from yes. Loyola. Yes. You know, they called me. They, you know, I, had to, <laughs> I had to sign off on that. King's got to weigh in. I had to sign off on that. And, uh, you know, I, I told Oklahoma my connections at Oklahoma. They're getting a great coach. You know, what he did at Loyola and how he turned that program around yeah. to make them, you know, a legitimate, a mid-major be a threat to win it all. You know, they've been to the Final Four. He built that program. Loyola used to be a laughing stock. You know, no one, I mean, no one played, you no, know, I mean, I think, was it, was it Al Frederick Hughes? Who, who, who was their superstar player back in the 80s? That, yeah, it was Al Frederick Hughes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gene I, Sullivan yeah, was the coach. Yeah, and I remember that team because I remember they played mm -hmm. Oklahoma with Wayman Tisdale. And uh, that's how I knew about Loyola of Chicago. And then I played them. And uh, when I was in school, we, I think we beat them by about 50. And uh, I was like, wow, this team sucks. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think, I want to say my boy Craig Hodges uh, coached them too before Porter, uh, Porter Moser. Oh, he was um, at Chicago State. Okay, yeah. his team sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. But I, I told my Oklahoma people that he, he's a great coach. He's going to be a good recruiter. And he seems to recruit those tough, hard-nosed kids that can that can play both ways. You know, they all can handle the ball. Because if you if you notice, like in the NCAA tournament, even though NCAA tournament is not like it normally is because of COVID, if you notice, like the teams that are winning and and they are playing really well, they have versatility with their players. You know, you have guys that can handle the balls. You know, six six eleven, six ten guys get the ball off the backboard and initiate your offense and allow your guards to freelance and run. You know, run on the break. Um, so you got to be versatile. And uh, Porter, he, he he's had that with his team. So um, the cupboard is is not bare. You know, we have a couple of guys that are declaring for the draft. Um, Harmon, who was out this year with the uh, COVID, mm -hmm. um, he's declared. And, and Austin Reeves is yeah. declared for the draft. So hopefully, I think Austin Reeves hired an agent, and I think Harmon didn't. So there's a chance Harmon may come back. I hope so. Um, you know, because you hate to see these guys going to the draft and not have a draft yeah. place. You know, yeah. you, then you have two years of eligibility. Yeah, every year there's like 150 kids to clear for the draft, and there's only, you know, 60 spots. Yeah. So, and see, I wish, I wish, I wish, uh, hey, I wish the, uh, <laughs> The NBA and uh, NCAA did this, you know. You know, instead of glorifying the NBA and going to the draft about the kids who make it, you should start showing videos of the kids who don't yeah, make it, yeah. and then maybe that would deter kids from saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm ready to go to the NBA." And give these kids an honest, fair evaluation. Well, don't say it, maybe, well, maybe he's a first rounder, maybe he's a late. They, they first say rounder. that to everybody. That's yeah, why they that's end what up I'm saying, out. and that's why they come out. Yeah. You got to be fair and honest with yeah. them. If you don't think this kid is a first rounder um, or he's even draftable, you say go back to school. Go yeah. back to school, finish two years. Especially now, they're going to give these kids the opportunity because of COVID to come back and have another year of Why wouldn't you? So yeah. if you have that opportunity to improve your draft stock, that's yeah. what you should do. If you're not going to be a first rounder with guaranteed money, go back and maybe you can work your way into the first round. You know, the, the coaching carousel has been spinning overtime over the last few weeks. Shaka Smart leaves Texas to take the Marquette job, which surprised me because Marquette's really dropped in recent years. And then... Uh, Chris Beard moves from Texas Tech, takes the Texas job. Yeah, and you saw that uh, Chris Beard's athletic director was really hot about that. Yeah, you know, and yeah, they um, took care of him after he got to the well. Final and and here, and here, here's here's my point with all this is like here's why I have a problem with that. It's okay for a coach to transfer and leave those kids yeah. who sign on to that program for them with a stay. ten year contract. Yeah, and with, they just yeah, leave, and then he leaves. Okay, yeah. so those kids 
I know they got the portal now, okay? But these kids should have the choice. If if you don't want to stay here because your coach left, you should you should be able to leave without having any penalty. You should be able to leave and go wherever you want to go without having to sit out a year. Because I, I think that, you know, they, they get mad at kids when they go pro. You know, oh, you know, oh, we lost yeah. this guy one and done. They're complaining about one and done. But no one no one says anything about a coach who, who does that. You know, and I, I think you got to balance it out a little bit. And, you know, I, I still think the, the NBA should have a rule that you got to stay at least to your junior year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in college basketball next year because you're going to have some of these guys coming back with the extra eligibility. As Stacy mentioned, more and more kids are going into the transfer portal. Just going from one big-time program to the next, you're going to start seeing super teams in college with transfers. Well, this year, this year was really odd because this year doesn't count for anybody. Right. So if you right. were a freshman this year, you could actually get in the portal and leave yeah. and be a freshman somewhere else. <laughs> wow. I, I, I was like, man, I wish I would have came up yeah. on some the stuff like life. that. Oh, yeah. man, I would have I stayed in school records. another year, boy. I yeah. probably uh, broke all kind of records in Oklahoma doing that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have stayed on the six-year plan. You would have um, got your master's and your doctorate before man, you left. Man, I'd have yeah. been teaching a class. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good time to take a break here yeah. on Game of the Hot Sauce. we got a special guest coming up for you. Chicago's professional skateboarder, Chaz Ortiz. This kid's really impressive. We visit with him next. As the music tells you it's time to take a break. And give me the hot sauce. back to give me the hot sauce you know we're not just about basketball here stacy has a lot of interests and we want to bring in a special guest here chicago area native Chaz ortiz and Chaz, welcome to the show great to have you here on give me the hot sauce and you know it's it's great to have a local guy on but my yeah. my first question is it's got to be tough to train skateboarding when the weather's so crappy here for six months out of the year how do you get around all that <laughs> yeah we're uh, just talking about that uh obviously we all can't wait for it to get warm out here um, there's a couple indoor facilities out here in Chicago that I've been uh, going to and uh, blessed with being able to skate after hours where uh, no one's there so I can kind of have my free time, my practice. So so I started watching the X Games. That's what the, the Tony <laughs> yeah. Hawk, you know, that, that's what I started kind of really watching the skateboarding and all the tricks. I never knew how popular skateboarding was. It's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty surreal. Um, Rob Deerdeck, I don't know if you yep, Rob, yeah, He's, big and Rob. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> he kind of took skateboarding and put it on a platform that it, it never has been before. You know, you're talking full blown arenas, full blown sponsorships. I mean, he just literally took it and just ran with it, and um, that's what that's what's called street league. And I've been doing that pretty much my whole career. And um, you know, it's just good for all of us. You know, I feel like we should get that recognition. You know, of like. It is a sport now, you know, before it was not really considered a sport or, you know, it was more like a hobby, but now, you know, it's, it's becoming very popular. It's in the Olympics now. So uh, we're shooting for that. And yeah, man, I'm just, I'm glad to kind of be in an era where it's growing, you know, so large, like on a larger scale than it has before. Tell us about the kind of purses that are involved in, in professional skateboarding. Can you make some real money out there? Yeah. I mean, uh, purses are hundred grand. Nice. Pop if oh, you wow. take first and, uh, kind of goes down from there i think it's like 50 30 you know and then you have your endorsements like your sponsors um like monthly kind of deal so i mean hey i can't complain i made it this far i'm truly blessed 
position I'm at, you know, just from riding a skateboard. There you go, Stinger. You can quit your directing job. You, can, you said you're a great skateboarder. Yeah, you're a great skateboarder. Is that you and the dog on the skateboard, or is it just you? Unlike any of these guys here, I actually skateboarded. Yeah, okay. I brought wow. in a skateboard. Oh, wow. He's got the two dogs out there, you know. Yeah, this is a yeah, skateboard. I tried to tease my dog. Come here. I brought my skateboard in, but my question for you as I hold up this beautiful Chicago Bear skateboard that's not John's mine. always got a prop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm oh all about goodness. props. <laughs> but I got to ask you, my question, since I watched some of your footage, the street footage of you going right. through Chicago, how much is that spontaneous? Are you mapping that out? Because I know you've got camera crews and whatnot, but are you just like skateboarding and then all of a sudden you see something that you can jump up on and... And how much is that, you know, do you already kind of walk through? So pretty much like there's like the main spots in the city where we kind of already know, you know, it's in like an area. But I mean, if you see something new or some new construction or something that you can build or I don't know, it just that's what I love about skating. It's like art, you know, you can never master it. And there's just endless opportunities. You know, if you can ride on the ground and if it's smooth enough, you know, to, then you're good. See, the difference between that board is to go, like, faster and, like, because it has, like, the big wheels and the softer wheels. So that one you can you can zoom around the city. This is My good for the strand. My board is smaller and has hard wheels. So every crack you feel, every rock, that's yeah. a big thing. When we hit a rock, we go flying. Yeah, yeah man, it's just, and you know, you might see some new building building something. And, you know, I don't know. It's just spontaneous. Well, yeah. John, most John. of the stuff, believe it or not, is shot on our iPhone. Yeah, it's well, great. Well, see, see, John's <laughs> board, he lays on it with his stomach. Yeah, and he scoots <laughs> and, and Southside pushes him around the block. Yeah, so you know he's laying, he's laying with his little little tiny yeah. whiteys on on his stomach, and he's skating around the neighborhood. Chaz, he didn't want to tell you that. That's pretty funny, man. So I want stinger. I just wanted to say it's it's the fo the footage is tremendous, but I love when you fall down. Because oh, did it's, you see him? <laughs> yeah, and then wow. you just give the thumbs up, like, "Hey, man, it happens, right?" See, these guys don't yeah. understand what it's like. You Come know, on, man, when I, you're know on what board, it, I know what it's like. You know, stuff's going to happen like. to you. I know what it's like. Okay, <laughs> I know what it's like. Okay, you're not yeah, the only one that rode a skateboard, it. buddy. <laughs> I took a really nice slam yesterday, so I'm kind of feeling it today. I'm, I'm getting, I'm not getting any younger, but I still got a long time to go here. So, yeah, I'm excited for this uh, this year, man. Get back in the contest and just keep grinding. It, man put on for chicago yeah way to rep man so so my question is i mean i know like being a professional athlete and you know injuries that we have to deal with to be able to perform you know at an optimal level you know you got to play through right. pain you got to play through what is it like to be a professional skateboarder because you got more pain i feel than the than the professional <laughs> athlete i'm just gonna be honest with you so um, to be honest, like a lot of skaters never took care of their body, like, you know, like back in the days and everything, but now, you know, it's, it's crucial. Um, I work out a lot. I have like a full setup here, like the, you know, the massage gun, I have the legs, the compression legs. So I just try to do all that, eat healthy. You know, I definitely taking, like, as I'm getting older, I'm feeling it more. So I'm definitely taking like extra repercussion to make sure my body's good you know my mental's good and uh you know it's a tough sport man it's tough on the body for sure and uh you know the skating limit is definitely cut down yeah <laughs> you, know, you can't do this forever but uh yeah like just man i just try to stay healthy you know and i think the biggest thing is just keeping a positive mindset especially in this sport you know it's definitely easy to get caught up in a, in a lot of uh different things here so just level head you know stay focused and and that's the reason really why I stayed in Chicago. You know, everybody's, oh, why don't you go to L.A. and this and that. I'm like, if I don't have to go out there and I can show these kids that you can do it from Chicago. Yeah. You know, make sure that 
you know, they're not getting into trouble or try to be, you know, a positive influence in these kids' lives. It's like, that's why I'm here. I don't, if I don't need to be out there and nobody's paying me to be out there, I don't want to be here. I want to be here at home showing the kids, like, look, I did it. You can do it. You know, just stay positive, keep your head on straight and, you know, keep, keep, keep grinding. That's it. That's, that's awesome. I mean, especially giving back to these, yeah. these kids in the community uh, right. and giving them something to, to shoot for. Cause they could see you and where you come from. And, and right. just like when I was growing up, you know, they see, I want kids to know that you can do it too. In the you main know? streets right. of Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay. Look there. He, this guy, <laughs> there's this guy right here. So he don't know that you don't know. Listen, yeah. see, this guy right to the right. He yeah. grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. Okay. He had, he had, he had a remote control for the TV. I didn't no, have that. Whispers. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so we got guy. a lot of suburbanites here, Chance. <laughs> Me and you can relate to the other side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite skateboarding movies is the Lord of Dogtown. Okay, so that okay, so that's so that's where it all started. Because in the movie, Tony Hawk was a little boy in the movie. Like right. he was following those yeah. guys. So is that movie I, I know all the characters are are, are, are real characters. So that's right. initially where skateboarding started is with the Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, so pretty much um obvious surfing was really big yeah, at that time. California. And then they were like, Well, how can we surf on the concrete? So they built, you know, a little two by four with some metal wheels on there and just evolved from there. Wow. Yeah, pretty trippy. Now there's like, I mean, the science of skateboarding is crazy. It's like, if I don't get the same shape, you know, size deck, or just like you, if you grab a basketball and you feel that it's off, you know, know, it's like a mental thing. So that's kind of how it is with skateboarding is all different sizes, you know, all different shapes. And it's, it's crazy, man. Everybody prefers you know, different stuff, you know, like, I like what I like. This dude might be like, how do you even skate like that? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> you know? So it's pretty crazy. Like when you really break down like skating in, you know, that technical way of like different size wheels, trucks, shapes, and all that. It's, it's pretty trippy. Because when you, when I look at that movie and these guys were skateboarding in pools, you know, half pipes. I mean, it was amazing. It's skating down steep hills uh, it was amazing some of the stuff that you saw in that movie, and now you look at how skateboarding is. There's nothing nowhere near that because now you got skate parks. You got you know there's it's it's revolutionized. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there was no street skating. You know, street skating is fairly newer to you know the scene, which is like the rails and the stairs and all that. But yeah, what came first was the pools and the half pipes and all that stuff. I live right across the street from Grand Skate Park. So I'm there every day, all day. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a blessing to happen, like in the city. It's one of the best skate parks in the world, you know, and it's cool to have right next door to me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned yeah, before man. we got started today that uh, you have a chance to maybe compete in the Olympics. What's the qualifying process like? And is this the the first year that it's going to be an Olympic sport? Yes, it is the first year. And um, so I need to win, I think, two contests. And I think there's like five left. So it just pretty much goes by ranking, like in by the countries. So um, I kind of got a late start because I was um, I was kind of hurt like a year ago, so I didn't compete as well as I wish I would have. But you know, I'm I'm back and I want to definitely you know shoot for it. And uh, that's like really main goal of mine. So I'm just trying to trying to stay focused. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, growing up in Chicago, you, you're a Chicago sports fan, so I know you rep. Bears, Bulls. Yeah. Now, are you are you a Cubs or, or White Sox fan? Oh, man. 
Yeah, uh, I gotta go socks, man. I'm <laughs> South Loop, man. I'm yeah, South Loop, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. actually just did a cool uh, streetwear like little gig with them. So, and what was nice is when I was on Gatorade, I had those uh, court sized Bulls tickets. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> yeah Ho- man, hopefully, buddy. hopefully we'll 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 get the winning again, and uh, you get back out there. Let's go, man. You tell me. Yeah, yeah. But you know me, though, so I can get you tickets. So you're my friend now. So you, I got you. I got the hookup, man. I got the hookup. There we go, man. Yeah, dude. So, this is so, awesome, man. so, like, like I said, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting into it from the, from the Lords of Dogtown. I started really start trying to follow it. And, and I watched the X Games with, with Tony Hawk. Who would be considered, like, you know, Michael Jordan to consider the greatest basketball player? Who would be considered the greatest skateboarder of all time? Like it would be consensus. Everybody go, this is a badass dude right here. Man, it's tough. I mean, you got like Paul Rodriguez. He's on Nike. He's got like 10 shoes for Nike. You wow. got Nigel Houston. I'm like the Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> you coming up from the grime, the, the grimy level. Rebound. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, there's so many talented kids now. I mean, just the level of skateboarding is just blows my mind. I mean, you have like 10 year olds doing tricks that just, I don't even know, man. Like it's, it's really progressing so fast. And I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta catch up, man. I gotta slow down. I gotta really put this work in right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. Like, <laughs> but you would be yeah, considered I mean, though. You would be considered one of the, one of the, one of the good, one of the great guys in this sport. Yeah. Like I mean, uh, Ryan Sheckler, Paul Rodriguez, you got Eric Costin. Um, you know, all those dudes really made a, a mark in skateboarding and, you know, um, the skateboarding is a small community, so we keep it, you know what I mean? Pretty tight circle. And I'd say those dudes have accomplished, you know, so much in the game and, you know, much respect to have, you know, 10 shoes on Nike as a skateboarder. Like nobody yeah. would ever thought that, you know, it's like, you know, that's what I'm saying, how skateboarding is growing almost, you know, to be like a, you know, household sport like that you know so it's cool to see and stacy you know you made it big when you're featured on a video game oh so, yeah so yeah. we're yeah. told that you were part of a tony hawk video shred yeah i was yeah, yeah how'd yeah. that all come about um so pretty much at the time um yeah he just they reached out and asked and i did all the funny um you know what with all the balls yeah, like moving around, <laughs> like all the voiceover stuff. And it was cool because it was the first skateboarding game where you have the board in front of you and there's like a um, like a sensor on the board. And so you would kind of like move the board in front of the TV and it would like do the tricks for you, you know? So it was cool, man. It's definitely surreal to even – I forget about that sometimes. And when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> You've accomplished you've accomplished a lot in in this short time. I mean, it's not like you're you're forty years old. I mean, twenty six. You've accomplished yeah. a lot, man. In in your short time, that's that's a major accomplishment, man. You should be proud of yourself. Family should be proud. That's awesome, man. I mean, you've you've done yeah. more in a you've you've done more than twenty six years than some people do in a lifetime. Yes, man. I think the best part about skating for me was just like seeing the world, traveling places I never thought I would, man. I mean. I've been through like almost two passports, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome, dude. And then like, you know, I feel like that's the knowledge that really gets you, you know, like just being able to travel and, you know, just 
man, I, that was the best part for me. Yeah. I can't wait to like get back out there and start traveling. I was I'm going crazy out yeah. there. I'm just like, <laughs> we I, all I, are. I Trust get on me. The board and go, man. Trust me. It's we crazy, all are. You know, it's like yeah, you you're in Japan, and then I'm just I have my room key, and I'm I just grab my board. And I'm just gonna go get lost. I got at least I got give it to the taxi. Here's my hotel key. Take me back, you know. But yeah. it's just like it's just it's exploring, you know. Yeah. And that was like the best thing for me, man. And like seeing all these places I never thought I'd see. It's, what's oh, what's the coolest awesome. place that you've you've visited? Man, I've been. Um, I love Australia. I love Japan. Australia's nice. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, Australia. Australia is awesome. one of the most pretty places I've ever been. And the people are just so cool. Yeah, cool. Like, like they'll just go up to some. Hey, what's up? Hey, mate. How you hey, doing? good day, <laughs> mate. Good day. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, man, the the vibe there is so cool too. There, you know, I love Japan. Japan was really cool. Yeah, and um, Barcelona has like a really really big skate scene as well. I've been there like multiple times. Yeah, so uh, I've been everywhere. <laughs> well, how, how close is the world though to catching up with the United States? Like in basketball. You have all these, uh, you know, you have, you know, European players coming over to the United States. They've been idolizing basketball for years. And is it like that in skateboarding? Like, is is the world catching up? Is there, are there some great, you know, European skateboarders? Oh, man, they're the best. A lot of the best skaters come from Brazil. I'll tell you that. Oh, really? Brazil and in Japan right now are like, watch out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah, man! It is it's insane. Like their level of skating, I don't know what what they're feeding them out there, but they're doing something right because they're uh, they're coming in hot, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're so glad that your travels around the world have always brought you back to sweet home Chicago, and we'll be rooting for you as you try to represent the United States in the Olympics coming up. And watch out, watch out for the stinger. He's chasing you with his dogs on that big skateboard down the streets of Chicago. Jazz Ortiz, yeah, hey, named after Stacy King. Is that a is that a Frenchie? It is King. That's his name. Oh, King, baby! Oh yeah! Way to go, Jazz! Jazz Ortiz, our special guest on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Ah, yes, time for go off the wall on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Obviously, the holidays bring out the best. It was Easter. We celebrate. Of course, we don't have little kids anymore, so no Easter egg hunts. We have to find more creative ways. Timmy Whisper spent it uh, being an amateur athlete, I heard. Yeah, I got a little sunburn, but it was great to be outside, play a little tennis, a little basketball, a little bags. How, how did you do? How'd you fare? I, I think I lost it all of them. <laughs> Stacy, what a shock, right? Yeah. Come on now. Wow. Hey, I was playing my kids. Was it intentional or was it because my kid's 6'7", <laughs> no, no, way old? better than me? Okay, oh, uh, yeah. a fully grown kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, a, yeah. he's a man. He's a yeah. man. And, and I have yeah. a broken left wrist, so it's... Yeah. He took you down in the post and did some work? Yeah, although he was shocked. I was draining those threes with that right hand. He's like, damn. Still got it, old man. <laughs> it was the wrong hand. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, that's that's going to be a, a, a topic for uh, some other show where we talk about great episodes of athletic accomplishments that mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know a guy who plays wiffle ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Both differences. I do them on my own. This guy has to drag the king into it to get any kind of play. Oh, oh, I'll drag oh, anyone uh, in if I have to. <laughs> You're not going down by yourself. 
yourself, buddy. Shall never. Uh, so, so is that wiffle ball going to be on the bubble up roll? I understand that you played with uh, with your daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, Tate. He challenged. He heard us talking about it, and he mm-hmm. issued a challenge. He what's thought he could name? take you deep. What's his What's your What's his boyfriend? We boyfriend? call him Tate. His name's Charlie, but his nickname's Tate. We all call him okay. Tate. Well, I'm gonna call him Charlie. He's got a good swing. Okay, because if I you can't hit a whiff, you can't hit a whiff ball. Your name's Charlie. Well, you're next. Okay, you know why they call him Tate's because think... Stinger was taken already. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. You only have one Stinger. Oh, that's true. yeah. Oh. Stinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I saw the video. He, you know what? He's <clears> harassing me. I'm at home minding my own business. You know, just enjoying the you know the time I'm off. I'm saving you. And uh, public. No, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see, we're gonna see it, buddy. Okay. Over, yeah. So he sends me this video, kind of like the Rocky one, where he was all sweaty and he's in his little, <laughs> his little white beater shirt on. He's doing, he's doing one, doing one arm push-ups. A single light bulb yeah. in the basement. <laughs> yeah. The the light bulb hanging in the thing. Like, Get the chickens, Rock. I can't catch them. I can't catch them. Well, that's what he was doing, chasing chickens. They had to play but, Hell's Bells when he walked into the front yard to start pitching. <laughs> oh. So I'm watching him, I'm watching him, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm enamored with their yard. Yeah. You know, they had a really nice backyard. I was like, wow, that's really nice. You know, I mean, it's a really pretty backyard. Oh, cool. And then the camera angle was so far. Oh. I mean, I had to go oh, get the go. binoculars. Oh. Yeah. I had to get the binoculars and try to zoom in on it. You know, my golfing ones, you know, they go like 400 yards. <laughs> so I had to put them on just to see John. I, and so, so John, so John's pitching to this kid, right? Doesn't get a kid anything to hit. Old Tate, Charlie, whatever you want to call him. He's just throwing junk up. There. He was throwing junk. The, yeah. the, the, the ball was up, but hit the kid in the eye. Yeah. John said, stop crying. He had to swing stop crying. So it's, a, it's a damn wiffle ball, Charlie. <laughs> Come on, man. So so Charlie did get a hit, but it was mysteriously taken off yeah. of, the, of the video. John's become yeah. a master. Yeah, it was editing. Editing. I don't yeah. think so. I think yeah. I kept that in there. It was the one hit. It had two hits. Yeah, yeah. and that's why the camera angle was so far away, because I wanted you to be able to see the flight of the ball. Yes. You know, I, but it was all no I got flight. was complaints. There would be no flight. Yeah, it, all you got was complaints. You know, yeah. the, you know, you can never do anything, Susan. You well, missed the spot. Yeah, well. You know, it's all we hear. You missed the spot, Susan. <laughs> it's never enough, King. It's never right? enough. It's never enough. <laughs> you know, our guy Jesse did a great job with the lighting, but there's something seriously wrong for those of you watching on YouTube. You can see Stinger clearly, and beautiful Southside Susie's covered up by the microphone. Yes. What's, what's going on? You got to take care of your wife here. There she is, right I'm, there. I'm hiding. She's hiding. She, she likes can. to hide. She's she, she's like, I think we got know. a meat fart alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yep, we have a. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is on YouTube. Oh, it's not man. on Smell-O-Vision. Yeah. Because if it were, oh, you'd all be turning your heads. My eyes are burning right now. <laughs> I, I felt some heat on my shoe. the opening, Stacy's bullies are here. Yeah, my two little puppies and Colby Kai are here. And they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> what? Yeah, so anyway, we fun. started out with talking about Easter, and yes, what that Easter means is. is you know family gatherings, big meals. Got to make sure everything is just right. Uh, Southside Susie baked a beautiful apple pie. She oh, brought Stacy's slice. Nothing oh. for the rest of us, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, you know what? Because you know what? You know she she was telling me how good her apple pie was. You're gonna eat that. Yeah, right? I'm gonna eat that. Don't 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 interrupt me again. <laughs> don't make okay? eyes at that apple okay. pie. So. So she says she's got she's got carrot cake she was gonna bring. Oh, okay. Okay, she was gonna give I you like guys carrot cake. carrot cake. She was gonna give you guys carrot cake, <laughs> but then decided that Tim, since his beautiful wife Maureen already cooked one, she wasn't gonna bring it down. So she brought this apple pie. But I wasn't at home. Where were you at? Here. Oh, okay. So otherwise, I'd bring some in. 
Okay. Yeah. All right, buddy. So we, you okay. guys got stiff to get. Yeah. We. Yeah. I told you. These guys right here, boy, they got the T Rex arms. You know, when it comes, I come in here every. I come in here every week, ladies and gentlemen, America. I come in here every week. They all are eating. You know, they're eating like they're getting ready to go to prison. You know, it's the last, last meal. meal. They got this big, big Greek food, chicken. And then when I come in, there's no food. You know, I, I started. I started to say, "Hey, man, this is starting to get a little close to." You know, I don't want to pull out the old Ace of Spade card, but it's coming. So then, my then Timmy whispers, "I go, well, hey, did anybody order? You know, is there any more food?" Oh, you want some? I ordered you, order you some. I tried to call you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. He called the wrong number. He I didn't call me. You. I faxed you the menu. He faxed me the menu. We have yeah. to have the special pizza for you, though. We, yes, you yes. do. Okay. Yes, you do. From Moretti's. And, you know, they're not a sponsor, but if you listen to Moretti's, <laughs> you know, you, we got a spot for you. We eat your pizza a lot some nights. And, uh, you know, like somebody ordered pizza one night. They had onions on it and they had... You know, uh, peppers and peanut butter and jelly and stuff. Broccoli. I don't know what. It, yeah, they had all kind of craziness on there. A and veggie. I, yeah, there's a veggie pizza. Even the veggie person wouldn't eat it. And so I said, "Hey, look, is it, can we get some just a pepperoni, like a regular pepperoni? There are some people here that are normal." <laughs> you know that are not yeah. we're not vegan is there some funny out there you know so then they you know they finally listened to me and started giving me my pizza which was awesome so Moretti's if you're listening <laughs> we love your pizza it is very good okay but if Pizza Hut comes in and Papa John's or anyone else that serves pizza, welcome. yeah, we Come welcome. We'll welcome the sponsorship. <laughs> we will. We will hype you up on the Give Me the Hot Sauce show. Oh. Well, normally uh, for Easter, a lot of people will prepare Ooh, a ham in different ways. <laughs> wow! Wow! And and I understand it in the Walsh household. John, you had you had one job to prepare for the uh, Easter meal. And one job didn't one work job. out that well. One Mark, job. you're supposed to be on my side. Well, I'm just one setting job. up. I'm setting up the story. <laughs> okay. Susie, you take it from there. I gave him one job. One job. What was that? I had to go to Chicago to pick Cat up, and I left him with a receipt. I ordered a honey ham, and I said, honey. Honey ham. Pick up the honey ham. Here's the receipt. Here's a $5 coupon. Oh, you didn't mention the coupon. I did. All you have to do is go to the store and hand it to the kind lady. So he shows up at the store completely empty-handed, correct? Yeah, and you, I tried to call you, and the phone, because you were yelling at me, the poor woman, <laughs> she was like, she was looking at me like, I can take care of this for you. Then I got in the corner, and the manager came over and said, whatever you need, we have. Yes, <laughs> and there's like 20 other people in line, so yeah. John got to like cut the line because the people heard Susan yelling at him and abusing him, and they felt... They felt so bad. They said, they, they said, sir, that's sir, do you, that do you fake here's news. a piece of paper. That's Just write news. help and we'll call 911. <laughs> if it's that serious, we will call, we'll fake, call 911. Susan, Susan what? is what? an awesome woman. But John was scared when I talked to him on the phone. John said, she is so upset with me. That's I don't know why. True. She's not even answering me anymore. She's not even she's not even answering my call. My daughter won't, My daughter has to relay the message to me from her. That's, I was like, Susan, is that, that mad? That's actually true. Because yes. Well, he called and he said, did you pay for it? And if he had the piece of paper in his hand, he, that wouldn't yes. have been a question. Yeah. So I hung up on him. Oh, that's so, what he said. So he you hung up on him. And I gave the phone to my daughter and I said, you get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You t you deal with him. I'm not talking to him right now. I'm angry. John, yeah, were there one other, job other people to do. in the store in line? Yeah. yeah. So they're all, all, all mad at you because you're that yeah. one guy yeah. Yeah. who well, didn't have the documentation well, the, to get the, in and out No, quickly. it's not necessarily true because I do, I'm aware of my surroundings, Mark. Oh. Maybe unlike superstars. I recognize that and I went, 
over to the corner. You got put oh, okay. in honey you, you got out of the way. Yes. And I yes. wanted to make sure. Yes. No, that's, that's very polite. And the manager saw that and he came over to me. Were you crying? Yeah, he was. No. He was crying. He was. He was He was flustered. His face turned red. You know how John, you know, John, t- you know, when he gets a little nervous, he's like his little, his little face turns red like a cherry. So when you were yelling at him, <laughs> when you were yelling at him, he was getting flustered. And I couldn't. And they saw it. I had the mask on and she's yelling and I couldn't I communicate. Everything was failed. This is so, an abusive relationship. So I just went and got some Mexican when did John, food. John, do we need to, do we need to call somebody? The story's I mean, getting you know, better. And that's in yeah. Wisconsin. So yeah. like, hey, is she a Bears fan? She sounds yeah. like one. Yeah, she sounds like one. Exactly. <laughs> See, I found out a lot about the Walshes, you know. You know, we, you know, they're, they're, you know, I found out a lot about the mom and dad Walsh. What was the daughter in the car the other day? Oh, that was Jackie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, so yeah, they picked her up. They picked her up from the train station. Yes. Okay, yeah. so they're they're driving home, right? And so <laughs> Jackie's in the car, and so we're talking, da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, like John said something. What did you say he said, about? Oh, we gotta go. We just picked our daughter. Yeah. Up, and she's mad that. We're... Yeah, she's mad that you're talking on the. He was mad that she was right. talking on the phone, not paying attention. She to wanted her. a yeah. big one. Yeah. Warm yeah. Welcome. So John, so John goes, yeah, she's upset me. She's upset with us because we're not paying attention. We're talking to you. So I was like. Oh, okay. So then she goes, say hello, you know, and, and she didn't say hello. I said, hey, listen. If, yeah. if you, I said, are, are you abused? <laughs> because I, I, I just, I mean. I will do you, turn them in. Do you need. Do you know who will turn them in. You, I said, I will, I will turn them in. I said, I said, yeah, we've learned that. About I said, you. I said, hey, I said, I, I said, I will, I will have the authorities at your home before you get there. Patrick and Kat, all you guys will be escorted out. You'll be safe. SWAT will be there. So if you need me, just get, here's the code. Help. <laughs> That's the code word. If I hear you in the back, if I hear where they're talking, if I hear help. I'm calling nine one one because I will turn. I will turn. Oh, on we you. know that. Yeah. That is a yeah. true story. Yes, yes, yes you know I will. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering? There's different rituals that people who date, you know, son or daughter have to go through to be accepted by the parents. And so he takes the kid out to play wiffle ball. I'm oh, wondering, Lord. did you take him down to the basement and show him the tub of your, <laughs> oh, of your wait, baseball cards? There is a basement story, isn't there? Well, yeah. let's be careful oh, now. Yes. Uh, maybe, I should, yeah. maybe I should skip. Oh, maybe I should Father John. Skip the dungeon. <laughs> no, they, they wanted Six to. Dead bolts on the door. <laughs> no. He's got a clown suit in a glass case. Did you all see the movie Get Out? <laughs> oh, my God. On that oh. note. Oh, my God. Oh, look at wants to change the subject. Yeah, he wants to change the subject quick. He's got control of the audio board. Yeah, he's got control of the audio board. Saved by the bell. Yeah, saved by the gunshots, baby. We'll forget about the dungeon in the Walsh basement. Yes, in the clown suit in (laughs) a glass case. (laughs) Breaking case of emergency. Hey, Major League Baseball season is off and running, and it, uh, we've got two uh, members of the panel weren't probably wearing their White Sox hats, but it didn't go real well out in Anaheim with uh, one win, three losses, and Tony La Russa has been challenged already to manage that bullpen. He's had to go there early and often as Stacey looks at him. <laughs> that's oh. what you think about the fir- first oh, weekend in Anaheim. Oh, man, that's what they had, exactly. Well, listen, you know, it's early, man. There's, yeah. there's, there's so many games, you know. I mean, of course, there's disappointment you'd like to see. But they got injuries already, man. I mean, it's... I mean, wow. I mean, Tim Anderson with, with the hamstring. Yeah. Strain the hamstring running the first. Man. I mean, that... Man, that, that's, that stinks. This early in the season, you know, you it's interesting the adjective you used. Yeah, yeah. stinks, stinks. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. Listen, America, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one with puppies or dogs that yeah. that 
Flagellant. Fart and flagellant. <laughs> yeah, use that. Let's use that science term, flagellant. <laughs> and and the door is closed in the yeah, conference and, room. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're and, in it's, and it's hot here. in here. We're and trapped. The and the air went off. off, and it's like a black fog in here. Like, <laughs> my eyes and are we watering. got the lights directly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. At least we won't have any cockroaches. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, don't hey, light a match. Hey, listen, we all blow up, buddy. The whole building. Turn our eyebrows off. That's man. Oh, it's like an onion. I'm just like, my eyes are watering right now. I love my dogs, but come on. Hit the rifles again, John. Oh, boy. All right. Very nice. Over on the other side of town, the Cubs took two out of three in their opening series against Pittsburgh, and Chris Bryant got off to a nice start. Looked like he hit the ball with some authority, and I, I cringed when he ran after a foul ball, hit his knee on the concrete barrier. Ooh. He's okay, but with all the injuries he's had in recent years, they said, well, we're going to fix the padding for the next homestand. Yeah, great. After you lose your star third base, oh, wow, running into man. the concrete. Wow, that was that happened at uh, Wrigley. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, going oh, for a man. foul ball. Oh wow! Well, but he's he's hitting the ball well, which is good to see. And it looks like the guy they got in the U Darvish trade, Zach Davies, who pitched in Milwaukee yeah, last year, yeah. is going to be a really nice addition yeah. for them. Well, I mean, it's still early for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the White Sox hat yeah, says, it's still, it's still early. "He said, hit the rifles again. He didn't want to talk about the Cubs." No, I like. I, I mean, listen, I like to see all Chicago teams get, do well, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just. I feel like they're going to move Chris Bryant at some point. I just, I just, I, 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 you know, if you're a Cubs fan and you're getting all excited about his first game, mm -hmm. in his first series, and then, you know, to have a move at some point, you know, that's just going to be disheartening, you know, because that core group of guys, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to probably break that group up. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. They're going to probably break this group up. And it's, it's sad because they're still young. It's not like they're, you know, uh, what's, the, what's the kid they had from New York, Sor Soriano? Soriano, yeah. Yeah, where he was like, you know, 30-something years old, and they were paying him all this money, mm -hmm. and it was yeah. just an eyesore, and they couldn't really get better. You know, these guys are still young, you know. I, I still think Bryant has the ability to be a superstar in this league if he can stay healthy. You know, and then you have to figure out where you're going to play him. Is he going to be in the outfield? Are you going to play him in the infield? You know, that utility stuff for a superstar player, I just think yeah. that's too much for him. You know, you do that to guys like, you know, guys who, who can play multiple positions and you want them out on the, on the, in the, in the, you know, in the lineup, but not your superstar players. You play them at one position is best position. I don't know if it's Brixton or Kobe who's snoring, but I guess they don't like baseball. Hit the rifles again. Oh, it's Kobe. I'm telling you, man. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They, listen, I, I'm watching. I'm watching the Final Four the other day, and uh, literally, I thought there was humans in the house. I thought like I was the only one in the house. I like, somebody break in. Like they were just literally snoring. Both of them, <laughs> both of them together, sound like like there was people in in the, in my yeah. house. And I was like. Good God, man. I, I got to be quiet. I came here. I had to turn the TV up. We'll try to liven it up for Kobe. Well, we do have some football stuff in the news. There was yes. a trade completed on Monday. Sam Darnold goes from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers, which means the Panthers won't be drafting a quarterback at eight, and the Jets certainly will at two. All the speculation centers on Zach Wilson as the second quarterback being taken out of BYU. And the price to get Sam Darnold, Stacey, wasn't that high. It's a sixth-round pick this year, a second, and a fourth next year. So, you know, Bears fans are thinking, why didn't we get Sam Darnold? Yeah. Where were the Bears drafting at right now? 20. Man. And we can never get into any of these arm races. <laughs> we just can't. And the there Bears might be quarterbacks can't. taking the first five picks. All of a sudden, Alabama's Mac Jones is flying up the board. San Francisco well, made yeah. a trade, so you, they you could see, take him at you three. See, you see Mac Jones flying up the board. He went from, like, you know, 15 to 12, and now he's like, he could be third or third quarterback off the board. Well, who's dropping is Justin Fields. 
Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, whoever gets that kid is going to get a stud. See how they're, they're, they're going to regret. They're going to regret not drafting that kid. Whoever whoever passes on him, and I don't know what the reasons why, because you know some people get out there. There are some people out there in these drafts, man, that are paid to start rumors. And, you know, they, they put dirt out on a kid. And, you know, now you hear that his work ethic and, you know, listen, if his coach day at Ohio State and, and you know, and the Georgia coach, uh, Kirby Smart, if those guys are saying that he had a great work ethic, that's who I'm listening to. I'm not listening to anybody else. I'm not listening to the strength coach. I'm listening to the head coach. Is he in the quarterback's room? Is he, you know, is he working to get better? You know, I mean, the kid runs a 4-4-40. He can throw, make every pass. And in this NFL, it's, you know, I mean, the pocket passers other than Brady are, are I mean, it's pretty much obsolete now. You know who's going to end up getting him is the Patriots. They'll yeah, trade, they'll and I trade hope up. They do. Bill Belichick will make I a smart move. I hope they do, man. Justin Fields will be a big do. star in New England. I hope they do. I hope they do because that's that's a bold move. That's a that would be something the Patriots would do. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, you know, they. It, might, it makes sense because they got Cam Newton. Yeah. So you know they can run the similar offense. Right. So. One year he can just kind of yeah. internship, learn learn from Cam on how yeah. to be a running quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a really good fit if uh, Belichick is able to get him there. One thing we didn't talk about when we were talking about baseball, the American League's Player of the Week for Week One is Yermin Mercedes. The kid went eight for eight to start his season for the White Sox, and he was a forgotten guy. He was the story of training camp back in 2020 before Russia. the pandemic hit. He was tearing the cover off the ball, but he's kind of this, you know, this portly guy. You don't really yeah. think that he can be a, a major league player, but he got eight hits in his first eight, eight at-bats. Yeah. Listen, if John Crook could be a major league player, <laughs> wow. this kid. No, seriously, because yeah. baseball, you know, it's, you know, we're so used to seeing the streamlined guys, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, you know, every so often you'll get a guy like, you know, Cecil Fielder. You know, Prince Fielder, Prince, yeah. you know, yeah. you know I, I never understood Prince. He said he was a vegan. And I'm like, what if, what are you eating? I, <laughs> it's like, I saw a Prince get off a Midwest charter back in the day when I was doing the Brewers. And he had a stack. Remember the cookies? Yeah. The Midwest charter. He had a stack like this in his hand. Yeah. He's just amazing. <laughs> so he might've been a vegan. But Cause he man. was on, he did one of those body issues, you know, yeah. where in the, in the ESPN body issues. Yeah. And he was saying, he swore he, I've been a vegan for, you know, uh, 10 years. Oreos are and, vegan. I, and, I, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking how in the world can you pasta. be a, vig, a vegan? A lot of pasta. Really? That's yeah. what he ate? A lot of well, pasta? My uncle was, a. Uh, uh, it's another episode, but he was a vegan and he was 300 plus. He was a big man. What, the, what was he eating? Just he was pastas? eating everything. Carbs. Eat a lot of carbs when you're a vegan. Think about it. All the bread, his Italian pasta, ice cream. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they, I mean, there's there's guys like that, you know. And you know, 2020 he was hitting the ball. You know that if a guy was hitting the ball like that in 2020, you, you know he's got the ability to be a good hitter. You know? Yeah, so I'm sure the White Sox will be fine. It's 162 games this year. It's not 60, so no. plenty of time to try to yes. straighten things out. Yes. We're going to take a little break here. We come back. We're going to dish some dirt on the down low, and we're going to be joined by a special guest, Mark Segura, an old friend of Stinger. Segura Z-Man. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Give Me the Hot Sauce. If anybody has a can of air freshener out there, run it over to 1230 <laughs> West Very Northwest pungent. Highway, the Nautilus Medical Stop Technology. Stop talking about building. my dogs, man. They're babies. They're puppies. Yeah. 
Okay? Sponge they don't have it. astronaut diapers for dogs. They did. I'd be wearing I'd be making them wear it. I think they Ooh. do. No, they don't. I think they do. They got yeah. them for monkeys. They don't got them for puppies. You ever see those little monkeys with uh, diapers? Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. seen the the uh your new images. Oh yeah, 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 yeah your yeah, videos yeah, that you yeah, send us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was, it was. Listen, it was funny though. Those, those were funny. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Those were funny. Yeah. Those were funny. The voiceovers. Yeah, I was. Listen, America, America. I'm sure you watched King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, I'm sure all of you guys watched that. It's awesome. Listen, they made King Kong. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert. Okay? Don't be mad there's at me. There's a big they, fight in there. Yeah, there's a huge fight. There's a bunch of fights in there. And let me just tell you this. I've, I grew up as a King Kong fan. Like, I love King. I love me some King Kong. I never liked Godzilla. Never liked the lizard. Never liked him. Okay? I don't even like the Geico lizard. But um, King Kong never lost to Godzilla. Never lost to Godzilla. Spoiler alert. <laughs> King Kong got his ass whooped. I'm just going to tell you that. I'm just going to flat out tell you, he got his ass whooped. Man, I, Godzilla. Did you say I, no rematch at the end, Rod? No, it was no moss. Ain't going to be no, no rematch. No, no rematch. No. Hey, he. Hey, let me tell you something. King Kong is a bad dude. They made King Kong look like he was soft in this movie. Oh, that ain't, right. that ain't right. Yeah, it, 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 man, it, I, I, I think whoever made the movie was a Godzilla person. Because it seemed like it was one-sided. Like Godzilla, did y'all see Godzilla and the and the monsters or something? The one previous to that was called Godzilla versus the monsters. Just didn't catch okay, that. you should that catch one. You should yeah. catch that. Maybe y'all should watch movies more. Okay, you ever think about that? No, you should gauge your audience. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, listen, not everybody's watching a notebook every night either. So, um, anyway, if I was really erupted by those Walsh people over there across the table, anyway, Godzilla versus the monsters was a prequel to this King Kong Skull Island. So Godzilla beat up all. All these 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 monsters yeah and so he became the king of the monsters so as the movie ended they were bringing king kong they were showing king kong and they were showing godzilla trying to find king kong he just didn't know how to get to him well this is where king kong versus godzilla came so they meet okay they, they meet finally they meet they fought like three times and mm -hmm. godzilla won two or three and the last fight, the last, the, the it's like last, a wrestling match, two out of three yeah, falls. Yeah, you know? but the way they, the way they did Kong, they, they just, they made him tap out. Mm -hmm. Like who, 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 Kong would never tap no. out. No way. He would die before you let him tap out. So, so, spoiler so, alert. So, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me, people. If you haven't watched it, it's your own fault. Anyway, so Godzilla has King Kong on his back, and he literally walks over to Kong and puts his foot on his chest. That's to awesome. basically symbol, are you done? Because if you're not, I'm going to continue to pour this can of whoop ass. Oh, man. And Kong was like, and he, he was mad. <laughs> and so, but he couldn't do nothing because Godzilla beat him. Yeah. So he just basically tapped out. And I was like, oh, that crushed there, there has to be a second version, just like in the. Uh, yeah, the that was right after he saved Godzilla's life. No, it was it was before that. Yeah, it was before deep. that. No, no, it was alert. He saved he saved Godzilla in the last part of it when the mechanical uh Godzilla was beating Godzilla's butt. Wow. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's like when Arlovsky stood on my chest and said, Are you done yet? Yeah, yeah, is that yeah, yeah. It's, 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 we were talking about his he's still scarred about that MMA where he got knocked out and the guy stood on his chest and said, Hey, are you done yet? That's what happened to him. That's why so, he when he's watching King Kong versus Godzilla, PTSD. He, yeah, he had he he's sweating. He's like, Oh my god, this this feels like when I was fighting Orvolovsky. I, I turned it off. 
We're gonna have our. We're gonna have. Um, we're gonna have Arvelowski here on on the show one day, and we're gonna bring him in studio. Yeah. And I'm gonna. We're gonna film him, and we're gonna make him fight Tim. Reenact. Yeah, we're gonna react. We're gonna make him I'm gonna fight tell, Tim. Yeah. I'm gonna make him fight Tim because I'm gonna tell him that Tim called him a chump, and he was, you know, he's, you know, all these names. You know, you. He's soft. He's the worst UFC fighter in history, and then he's just gonna come in and we're, you know, just tear up the whole room trying to get it, Tim. Yeah. So what you're saying this this whole show, the movie was. Uh, told from the perspective of Godzilla. So the producer yes. of the show had some It's kind of like Michael Jordan in The Last Dance yeah. in his perspective, okay? <laughs> Godzilla was like The Last Dance. He had his own perspective yeah. of how he wanted it to end, and it was very similar to MJ wow. in The Last Dance. It was his yeah. perspective. He said, break. Time yeah. stop. Damn yeah. It. Well, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing a fifth uh, square over there and, yeah. and, and wondering, why does this poor guy have to listen to the story about <laughs> Kong versus they were, I seen stuff. They were probably saying, is that Quentin Tarantino? Ooh, they got Quentin like as, a, Quentin as a guest? Yeah. See? Like Has anybody okay, ever man. told you that, Z? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. See? I wish yeah. I had his money. Yeah. 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 I know it's good coffee. I fucking bought it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's it. Timmy Whispers. He only says one thing a show. <laughs> hey, our, spe our special guest is Mark Zagura. He's a longtime friend of uh, our guy, The Stinger. Lives in Staten Island. Worked for Fox Sports for a long time. Been doing a lot of sports broadcasting work. Thanks for coming on. And, and we understand that uh, you've been following the show. We appreciate that. We always want to give a couple of minutes to people who are in the business and enjoy what we're trying to do here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I love the show. I love... I because you never know what you're going to get. You just found like, out right there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I came on. I didn't know that uh, the $14.99 I spent on HBO Max was going to get blown out by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't watch the movie now. Yeah, oh, see, come on, come on, man. Come on, man. I heard spoiler alert. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. That's you were right. You know, the movie just happened to be out like, uh, what, three weeks now? Come on, man. Yeah. It's not three years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that's okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll watch it anyway. It's but worth watching is... again, though. You can watch it. You want to hear about Justice League? Stacey's got a couple <laughs> of stars. <laughs> no, no. Did Superman come back no. to life? That's not. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh. Spoiler alert. Oh, he did. Hey, spoiler but you knew, if you read the comics, you knew he came back. Come on. Come on. That's not a spoiler alert. Come no, on. absolutely not. I'm with you. Yeah. I actually, I did see both. So I'm just playing, okay. I'm just playing around, playing oh, the game. So, you could be but so listen, I, I love uh, Timmy Whispers. And because he only says like one or two things uh, a whole. It's always revolting at, too. Inappropriate. And, 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 and then and then he costs you guys, uh, you know, sponsors and stuff. So, yeah. and then he leaves. Yeah. He walks out the door. Then he leaves. Yeah. And then he was, but I did, I do have to admit, I did like when he asked uh, um, Scalabrini about being the uh, redheaded uh, stepchild oh, of the end. So yes. Yeah. That was poignant. Yes. That was Perfect. his best Perfect. moment. We're thinking Emmy yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think of Emmys yeah. for podcasts. Yeah, that that was, might, that yeah it nice. might be an Emmy more. <laughs> he was, he was really traumatic about that. There was a lot of history with that, that question. Yeah, a lot 30, of hurt. Thirty years of abuse. Yeah, thirty years of abuse. He said. Many decades. Yeah, he was Many crying decades. in the post show, but we yes. got him through it. Yes, we got him through it. So how so, long have you known our guy Stinger? So I have known Stinger. And first of all, I want to thank you so much 
for dropping the Stinger label. He on, gave it to himself. <laughs> he gave it to himself. <laughs> you know I know, uh, but it's kind of like uh, you know post traumatic stress. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think about how and why he gave it to himself. <laughs> but the fact that you guys are running with it, it's uh, it's like Christmas came early. It's like getting a jelly of the month club. It's just yep. a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and it's perfect. It's perfect. But fortunately for you, you have the balance right there next to him. Ah. Yes. Yes. Who, she runs the roost in the in the Walsh household. She leads she, by intimidation. <laughs> John. John won't admit it until he's by himself. Right now he's writing a piece of paper and he's gonna send it to you. He's like, see, see, help. Help me. Yeah, no brushback pitches to his wife. Right? Oh, no, no, no. He's not going to no. do that. No. So, John, you got a story about Z working together? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, several, several uh -oh. stories about Z. Um, I can think of Yankee Stadium, old Yankee. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a camera guy, Dulio Costabal. Oh, he there's was, a name for you. Yeah. See that, you see that? all those photos behind you, Mickey Mantle yeah. and Roger. He was actually working high home on all those big moments. He was high at home? High home camera. <laughs> and, he was uh, high at home. And his son, his son, we were on a, <laughs> we were on the same crew together. Okay. And we had to kind of chaperone his son. Southside was there for many mm -hmm. of it. And and Z, um, we had we had some difficulties uh, a few times with the young son. And I can remember Z was outside. He was trying to play the voice of reason, talking to, because he's a, you know, New York, New York city. So nice. You name it twice. He's a icon in New York, you know? And so he's given Dulio the New York way, trying to calm Dulio down because he didn't like what he was hearing from his son, how we were treating him on the crew. And it was just one of those moments where at Yankee Stadium, there are a ton of Yankee Stadium, Yankee moments, but I, that's the first one that came to my mind. You know, when Fox got into baseball, people were wondering, you know, how are they going successful? Are they going to be when you looked at how it was done by other networks? You've run across, I'm sure, a lot of personalities, a lot of different people. You got any stories about Fox people uh -huh. or any of the, the on-air types? I, I was I was laughing when the Cubs won the World Series. Pete Rose was there for a year. I don't know if you ever had encountered Pete or any of the on-air people, but you got any stories about working with the Fox crew? So I do, but I am still currently working. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did the he did the Bartman game actually. YouTube's that's a, forever. Z. That's a great yeah. story. Uh, Z was with the Bartman game, and I came down with with um, Susan's brother and this other guy troll, and we picked and rolled into Wrigley, and we yep. went to the game, and we were at uh, the lodge. Remember, we were at the lodge, and I we're did. there, and it was getting late. And all of a sudden, Josh Beckett walks in. We're like, oh, well, Josh Beckett's here. We could be here. And then another hour or two later, uh, Dusty Baker rolls in. And we're like, well, we're, we're fine, right? Dusty's here. He's got to manage the game team tomorrow. We can stay. Yeah. And we ended up staying at 5 a.m., right? Poor Z had to get up and go to work. Yes, yeah, so it was it was, a, it was an Emmy winning uh, broadcast after that uh, that night. That's sure. <laughs> and then we had all that all of that stuff that came down with him. And I worried for him. Because we took so many cutaway shots of him, of Bartman leaving, that I figured, you know, we're going to be culpable. Like, we're going to yeah. be in a lawsuit. If something happens to this guy, yep. we, we basically, you know, painted the picture, you know, and gave his address out. He's know? going, he's going yeah. out exit number three. Yeah, yeah. Three. He's in a blue car yep. heading north. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so when you, when you, you know, we, are you a Knicks fan or are you a Nets fan? 
So I'm a huge Nick fan. And as I was waiting for you guys, uh, uh, we were up 10 at the half. Oh, wow. You're, uh, you're still up 86, 77. Very, I, I mean, I, I don't know what time. When, when are you going to air this? You're going to air this on <laughs> when the final uh, score. John's is giving partial yeah. scores for a podcast that's going to come out on Wednesday. Yeah, you know. exactly. So I'll, I can place the bets early. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so I'm a huge, huge Knicks fan. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm so happy with uh, with Mr. Tibbs. We call him Mr. Tibbs, Mr. Tibbs. Yeah, yeah. I like it. He is, um, he has changed the whole feeling, the whole just idea of what, you know, they're trying to do. I'm glad we didn't throw uh, anybody away, um, you know, when it came, you know, to trade deadline. I was listening to you, Stacey. You were talking before a couple of podcasts ago about not giving up on the young guys, yep. about, you know, working them out. So I think we have a really great core. And here's the thing for me as, as a fan. I don't need to win every game, but if I'm going to put that time in, right, I just, just make it possible. The last two minutes, just be in the game. That, that, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's be competitive. Be competitive. A hundred percent. Well, one thing you're going to get out of Tibbs, his teams are always going to be competitive. And you know, one thing, one thing when he was here, um, you know, he got hard nosed guys, guys that want to compete every day that come out. You'll hear him sometimes at his press conference, you know, if someone's out and they're injured, oh, next man up, um, you know, <laughs> do your job. You know, I mean, he's that guy. More and than enough to win. You got more than enough win. I mean, he, <laughs> players love playing for him and he's going to change the culture in New York and you can already see it's changed. And if you're a New York Knicks fan, um, you got to be excited at what you're seeing. Just even when we got D Rose, right? The big thing was everybody was worrying about is he going to upset the apple cart? You know, is he going to be a problem? The guys said, "I'll come off the bench. I'll, 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 I'll tutor these young, you know, quickly." And 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 Barrett, I, you know, he's been one of the when he's healthy, when he's in, has been one of the one of the greatest things possible. You got him coming off with your second squad. Forget yeah. about it. I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. That's that's for sure. I don't know if you could tell, but I've suffered as an as an. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, see, uh, before before we let you go, if yeah. you see uh, Stinger over there, you can't see the number on it, but he's wearing a Brewers jersey with the number four on it. He told us a story that that he was such a good athlete down in spring training that they were calling him Little Molly in terms of Paul Molitor. Any other crazy braggadocio stories about uh, Stinger you can tell oh, us boy. about? Wiffle ball. Remember we played wiffle ball? Oh, not the wiffle oh, ball. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you told them that already? You told them the wiffle ball story? Oh, no. no. I got a challenge oh, here. Yeah, there's he, too he many stories. He wants to try stories. to strike, uh, strike out Stacy. It's not going to happen. I got you. It's not going to happen. He's got, he's, got a, he's got a funky uh, roto ball that he throws. Yeah, uh, he throws it at people's ball. heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell you, Z can do any job in a television production truck. You need one guy like, hey, who's going to do stats? Yeah. Z. Who's going to answer the phone? Z. Who's going to run the bug? Actually, he did that for me because we did hockey together. So he was my stats guy, my runner. He did, yeah, you like, did five, hockey? Yeah, I did hockey. Oh, yep. And uh, with, uh, uh, who did we work with? Uh, Blackner and uh, Flip. Yeah, but um, Ke uh, Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert was oh, our... Oh, Kenny. And, but, and, uh, and Crisp. And Terry Crisp, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was Terry Crisp. But but Z, the accounting guy from Fox, called oh. me in L.A. He's you like, want him to do the expense reports? Well, he was like, you've got <laughs> one guy doing five jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, he can do five jobs. So I'm going to let him do all five jobs, and he's going to get paid for five jobs. 
Well, these guys are going to continue the mutual admiration society later on FaceTime. They're going to cry themselves to sleep. And it's it's going to be a really touching tribute. It's kind of like Tim with the, with the red-haired stepchild. Yeah, thing, so. really, yeah. 30 hey, see, years of torture. Go ahead. You're, you're going to say something. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say uh, to, to you, Mark. Um, uh -oh. Uh -oh. No, I'm no, no. You do such a good job. And I mentioned this to, to, uh, to Stinger yeah. um, in, a, uh, in, in a phone call conversation because... You're trying to contain the insanity. It's not you know? easy. You're, you're it's not to, easy. You're trying to keep that train on the track. Yeah. And so I'm watching and I'm listening and I'm thinking just, you know, you're a veteran. Just don't, you know, don't, you can't guard this podcast. Just, you got to let it go. Try yeah. to contain it. Just try to. Yeah. <laughs> it's lightning in a bottle. It's lightning in a bottle, baby. Fantastic. Sooner or later, we're going to burst out. Oh my. I love it. Love it. Z, it was great having you on for a few minutes. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Enjoy New York City and, and the, the revitalized New York Go Knicks. Knicks yeah. Except when you play the Bulls, <laughs> which okay. is very soon. It. I think we play them in the next week or so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have to revisit. We'll have to revisit. Yeah. Join us for a few minutes, son. Give me the hot sauce. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Z. Great time. Thanks, Z. Bye -bye. Hey, before we get out of here, we mentioned that this is the GOAT episode, episode 23, and, and you said, we teased it in the beginning, the, a story about the Ryan Sandberg game, the, where he hit two home runs off Bruce Yeah, Lee. real quick, I, I mean, it's in the folder. This won't be quick. No, it will be really geez. quick. I got it written down here. <laughs> no, I got a timer. Hey, Stacy's on his phone now. He's like, timer. oh, this is going to be hey, this... <laughs> Wait, Rajon Rondo knew Ryan Sandberg? <laughs> every, every, uh, everybody remembers the Seinberg game. The Sandberg game. Seinberg. Oh, Seinfeld. Lord, yeah. Seinfeld. Five for six. Yeah. Home runs in the ninth mm -hmm. and tenth. I mean, it was NBC game of the Off week. Bruce Suter. Mm -hmm. Right. Huge. Bob Costas. Yeah, though. exactly. Bob Costas. But uh, a guy that we work with, uh, Vince Lodo, I think, uh, uh, King knows him. He'll be next week's guest. He uh, he always would bring that ticket in. He went to the game. It was three fifty for the bleacher seat, and he'd always bring that ticket in. Yeah. Every every Vince year. Vince that works as a stage manager. Yeah. No. No. That's Lupo. This is Lodel. You know Vince. He does stats and stuff. Okay. But he'd bring that ticket stub in. He was so proud of that ticket stub every year on June twenty third, the Sandberg game. Yeah. He'd bring it in and bring it in. One year we got a chance to interview uh, Ryan, and I said, "Bring the ticket stub in, and we'll get him to sign it." Mm -hmm. And so, because he always told me, I had $15, it was bus fare, it was two hot dogs, a Coke, and the ticket. And so, he, the day came, and, and we had an interview, and he, I brought Vince over, and there's some photos, and he talked to Ryan, and Ryan signed it for him. Nice. And it's, I said, you got to get that frame now. Now the whole thing is complete. Like, we just completed the whole story. Was this, so, was uh -huh. this Ryan Sandberg with before hair? Or, yeah, <laughs> before when restore. When was it? I mean, restore. before restore. I mean, the restore. No, there button? was some restore. Okay, there was restore, restore. If you want to be a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, hey. We got a guy here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah restore yeah. the stinger. Well, he. Hey, we can, we'll take that. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> we have a couple of billboards at O'Hare. Yeah. That wouldn't oh, be bad. John's face up here. Stinger. You have like a. You have a mullet. We got Erlacher behind you. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I'm just saying, it's, a, it's always a great story because if you're a f fan of sports, you know, he was a young kid. He's a Cub fan now for life, right? So what's that worth if you pull that out of the tub? Why the does everything have to have a price? Stuff? Well, <laughs> you know, you're up to date on, on these things. I, you know what? I have no idea. It's but priceless, to him, it's, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's priceless. I'm telling it's you, it, every year he'll pull that out now. Now he's got the autograph to go with it. 
So he's got the story. That's continues. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great and story. But it's, uh, it's 740 on a Monday night. So we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter who we predict because you won't hear this till after the game's over. And John can't give us a partial score because it doesn't start for another 40 minutes. <laughs> but we were thinking, you know, the great shot by Jalen Suggs banks in that shot from 30 feet to get Gonzaga to the finals, keeps the hope alive for an undefeated season. So we were wondering greatest moments in NCAA history. Stacy, that's got to be near the top, the Jalen Suggs shot. Listen, there, there's been a lot of great shots. I mean, you know, Jordan in college mm-hmm. against Georgetown yep. as a freshman hitting that corner jumper. Uh, that was really supposed to go to, you know, Sam Perkins or James Worthy. Uh, that was a big-time shot. Um, I would say the, the 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 girls' women's national championship game a couple of years ago. Arike. Arike hit yeah. that, that yeah, game yeah. winner. You know, UConn, right? UConn, 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 yeah, that was a big-time shot. And then, you know, Jordan hitting, uh, you know, the game winner was a game five against Cleveland uh, on the road, which a series Cleveland was supposed to win. And, uh, We're talking NCAA. about NCAA tournament. Yeah, NCAA. No, I'm just talking about dude, I'm talking about greatest shots ever. I mean, All right. Yeah, we're not just talking about NCAA tournament. We're talking about the greatest you shots change ever. change the rules. You know I didn't what? Know that. Listen, you know what? First of all, this is my show. Follow me, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not right. following you. Follow me, okay? Stinger, okay? So anyway, if I was really interrupted by the man who wants Restore, and if you're out there, Restore, we have a client... And it's not just for, you know. You've already seen the photo. You've already seen the photo, yeah. It's in the bubble up. It's in the bubble up folder. You'll see John in the bubble up folder. But anyway, before I was really interrupted, um, I look at the greatest shots in general. That's up there. That has to be, in my opinion, one of the greatest shots I've ever seen because of the fact that it was in a high pressure moment. They had to go full court. He had to get the ball with 3.5 seconds, I think. And he had to turn up court and get to half court and get a shot off in a second. And just the speed of that kid and um, and how he did it. And he he knew it went in. It was like a walk-off. He, like, shot it and started running towards the – before it even went in. He mm-hmm. was already going to the scorer's table to jump on and do his uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, Wade. Dwayne Wade moment, <laughs> Dwayne, Kobe yeah. moment. Yeah. But that kid made some incredible plays in that game down the stretch. He's going to be a hell of a pro, too. He, he's, got, he's got that DNA, man. He's got that it. I mean, he had a huge block that um, would have been two points, and it probably could have put UCLA uh, up, you know, like eight points, he blocked it. it. Then he he got the got save. The, the save, yeah. and then hit a, a freaking half court skip pass to Timmy. Yeah, Timmy, nice. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, and Timmy had the layup and a dunk, and it was it was an awesome play. Timmy, what's your uh, favorite NCAA shot or moment? Well, that 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 took it for me. I mean, that that was the best game I've ever watched, and not only that, it kept my uh, second chance bracket perfect. It's always about you. Right? It's always, it's always about the bracket. Yeah, because I was doing so poorly. I was, Selfish. I was shocked. Selfish guy. I took some risks on that second chance bracket. And for tonight, I have Baylor winning uh, by three. I think I got 67-70. I think Baylor's going to beat them by more than that. I do, too. I'm I mean, sure that overall, game took a lot out of them. I had to take the chance win. and bring it down. Oh, Defensive man. struggle for ba- the final. I tell you, man, because I, I, I think Baylor has a chance because their bigs are really good. You know, they mm-hmm. can score in the post. UCLA really didn't have – their bigs played above what they normally play. You know, they hit shots that they normally don't hit. Baylor's bigs can play. They can – they'll attack the glass. They can post up. They can score. Timmy Timmy really struggled against athletic bigs in that game, you know, in UCLA. And they're, they're not really known for their big guys. It's more their forwards. Uh, Juzang was a, played out yeah. outstanding. Oh, yeah. 
the other kid, Jacques, whatever his name is, the uh, number four, the kid was like. Jacques, yeah. Jacques, man, he yeah. was nice. Yeah. I mean, he was dunking on people. I yeah. was like, wow, this is a nice forward. But tonight it's going to be a different animal because not only are their bigs athletic, the whole team is athletic. Yeah. And they're going to be able to get after guys. And I think the key for Gonzaga, it won't be Suggs and it won't be, you know, Timmy. It'll be, it was a Kispert. Right. Can he, he can he can he come to play and knock some shots down? Yeah, he was he was shooting it flat in that second yes. half. Yes, and because they were they were not leaving him open. They, yeah. I mean, they they really give UCLA care. They should have won that game because oh, I honestly no believe that had it went to overtime, I think UCLA would have won because I think Timmy would have fouled out fouled out because he had four fouls. Yeah. Um, he lucky he didn't foul out in regulation on that charge. It easily yeah. could have went yeah. the other way. So that was a big play for Gonzaga. But I thought if they went to overtime, I thought UCLA was going to win. And that path for UCLA, I mean, Mark, I mean, it's from being Michigan State yeah. and then moving through the Yeah, they, the they could have got knocked out the first night. They were down yeah. five with like a minute to go, yeah. and they yeah. won that game in overtime. They've been, they were down, they were down in quite, you know, a lot of games yeah. during the tournament, but they found a way to win. I tell you what, they were hard-nosed. It looked like, you know, I've, I've been following uh, Cronin since he was at Cincinnati. It looked yeah. like a Cincinnati team. Yeah. Yeah. That's They're tough. Real yeah. tough, hard nose. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have just enough, you know, star power, but they just play hard. You know, they play extremely hard. Uh, Juzang showed me something. I, I was yeah, like, special. I tell you what, not only can he shoot the ball, you can put the ball on the floor. He had a couple of turnovers that hurt him. You know, when he got double teamed and, and, and you know, he's spinning out of a double team and, you know, Suggs came in and ripped him a couple of times. So, um, but UCLA honestly should have won that game because I think they were favored double digits, like 14 or 15 points. I yeah, think yeah. Gonzaga was favored. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a, a blowout. I thought it was going to be really close because UCLA is tough. They're tough-minded. They got a, a tough coach. They rebound the basketball. I like that little guard, Tiger. Tiger uh, Campbell, yeah, yeah. Tiger Campbell, he was, man, he was, I like him. I like, and they made shots. If you make shots in the NCAA tournament, guard play is the most important in the NCAA tournament. Your guards have to be good. If your guards are, are sporadic and they turn the ball over, you're not going to go far in the tournament. So tonight, you're going to be paying attention to guard play because a kid from uh, Baylor, uh, Mitchell, is a very good guard. It's really, Jared really, Butler's yeah, really yeah, good, too. Yeah, he's... I mean, they got. It's going to be a good game. Stanger, what do you got for your favorite NCAA shot? Or well, moment? I mean, I just remember Jimmy V. You know, oh, yeah. alley oop, yeah. and uh, I remember watching Leitner and how incredible that was. And I was in the truck the other night. We were doing a game, and I was following. And and all of a sudden, our camera guy in Sacramento just tilted down, or or, or he tilted up to the scoreboard, and there was the game because I saw that it was ninety eighty eight, and it was nine, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's the game right in my monitor. And I saw that whole thing unfold. So Did it was you scream? Totally cool. I was just like, oh, my God, it was unbelievable. And I just want to say, because I think I can get this game, this show out before 840. And somebody asked me earlier, the over-under is 159. Does that seem a little high to you guys? For no, I don't score a lot of points. Yeah, the over-under, yeah. You think it's going to be over 159? That's no, a lot no. of points. I don't think yeah, so. I, I don't, so don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think Baylor's defense, because, you know, Baylor's defense is really good. They, they, they really manhandled Houston. I was really surprised yeah. by that, you know, the way they they shut them down and their their best players got shut down. That was that was a really good defensive effort. And plus, remember this now: these were the two best teams all year right. long. They were yeah. supposed to play at one yeah. point, and then the COVID restrictions, you know, yeah, you know, canceled kind of canceled that game. Yeah. And so they were trying to reschedule it. They were trying to find an open date in each other's schedule to play. So they never really got to play. So these are 
you know, college this basketball season. is number yeah. one in one A teams. You know, so tonight the championship game will be decided by the two best teams. So that, I think that's going to be fun for fans. And um, you know, this whole COVID is you know this whole COVID tournament. It's amazing that they were able to get it in. You know, there's I mean the the women's and the men's. It's amazing that they were able to get mm -hmm. in. So you got to give credit to the NCAA and all the people who worked the tournament to make sure, you know, that they were able to get everybody in and no one got sick and, you know, were able to, you know, finish it out. I um, loved watching Jalen Suggs, but I still go back to Arike because she did that twice. <laughs> oh. Big time shot maker, no so, question about sorry, it. I was going to say, which Leitner shot? See, see if he can put up two um, um, at the buzzer tonight. Leitner, though, Leitner was Leitner should have been a, a foul though. He stepped on the dude's chest. He should have been ejected <laughs> from the game. That would have never happened. Someone's going to throw that out there. People yeah. forget yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, many great moments too. in NCAA tournament history. I remember the game in '85 when uh, Villanova shot 77 percent from the field yeah. and knocked off a Georgetown team that was heavily favored. Yeah, Pickney, yeah. My favorite, obviously, for for local reasons was the 1977 title game it was Al McGuire's last year at Marquette he had announced uh, during the season this was going to be his last year and the team really struggled down the stretch they lost a few games people are wondering would they even get a bid to go to the NCAA tournament they got a couple of wins along the way which were kind of lucky and, and they got to the final and they beat Dean Smith's North Carolina team in the championship game I had, a, I had an exam the next morning at 8.30, and it was raining like hell in Milwaukee, and it's a couple of friends of mine said, hell with this, we're going downtown and we're celebrating. Yeah. And people were marching up and down Wisconsin Avenue, which is the main street in downtown, having a good time. So that, yeah. that one stands yeah, out. Yeah, but great shots. How about Archeonato? We got to go with the Chicago guy here with the assist. Archeonato, who does he, who he play <laughs> for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Archeonato. got Charles Barkley over here. Who are you? <laughs> who who talking about that Villanova <laughs> shot. He yeah. made the, the assist on the, the, the full screen. This isn't it the character in Disney film? Archeonato? Whatever I'm seeing. God damn. I oh, up. I didn't know who he like. Cut off, cut off, All bartender, right. bartender, right, no more. I think it's All time right. to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the hot sauce. Another, another beer for the bar. Days. Nobody the bar, knows. The bar is still open. At the Nautilus Medical you guys Group. Just imagine Arcinado, Arcinado, baby. Wasn't that the parrot oh, in one of the Disney movies? Yeah. yeah, you guys remember Devin Hester is a 23. Okay, Arcinado, Arcinado. As Timmy Whispers bitterly trudges off yeah. into the sunset. <laughs> we want to thank Chaz Ortiz for joining us. Wish him well as he tries to make the Olympic team. Stacy, bring us home. The GOAT episode is in the books. Uh, call Uber for uh, Timmy Whispers. Because, uh, hey, Arcanado, Arcanado says, drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. beep. <laughs> Arcanado. Uh, wow. Sometimes just comes out wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, who is he talking about? I knew it when I said it. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go.